0: Lovers
1: quarrel, it's a long, sustained quarrel. What's going on, world? Hey,
0: everybody. It's
1: your guy, TJ, Mr. New Cool.
0: And it's your girl, Danny, your nefariously
1: nervous nighthawk. Nefarious? Mm -hmm. What does that mean?
0: Nefarious means like um, something along the lines of like almost like a villain, how they have like their nefarious ways, like evil ways or like...
1: That's fitting. Evil. I like it. (laughs) Welcome to another episode of Lover's Call.
0: Yeah, we're here. I'm here with him again.
1: If this is your first time listening, welcome. If it's your second time listening, welcome back. If it's your third time third or more time listening, as I like to call you, you're a lover. Danny calls you something else. That's cause she's not as drilled as I am.
0: That's an interesting way to put it, but okay, keep going. Anyway.
1: So we took a little week off. Cause life hit you hard and now we're back. Uh, this week's episode. We have a special guest, mm-hmm. someone very near and dear to me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's very old. See, my big brother, Anthony Smalls. Do you have a, a
2: monarch or something you a, go by? A monarch.
1: Just... Listen, a please. moniker. Moniker.
2: There you go. That's that's why I stick with you. Exactly. <laughs> hey everybody, my name is Anthony. Everybody calls me Smalls, so we'll go by that.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna call you what I want to call you. <laughs>
0: oh my god. <goodness. laughs> So,
1: yeah. Danielle.
0: Yes, we're gonna jump right into our elevator talk.
1: That's crazy! You didn't even see.
0: What did I need to do?
1: You see what happens, lovers, when you take a week off? You forget how it goes. How How have you been, Danny?
0: I've been okay. I've been. I was gonna kind of talk about it in my elevator, but it's fine. I'm doing well. How are you?
1: I'm doing excellent.
2: I'm so glad. Thanks for asking. I'm so glad.
1: After I reminded you, thank you.
2: How are you doing, Anthony? I'm doing well. Happy to be here.
1: I'm happy for you to be here. Let's come on. Let's go into your raggedy ass uh, elevator.
0: <sighs> Y'all pray for me as we get through this episode because he's on his best bullshit today. Mm. Um, I know you, all, you, you There's really no uh, cap for that with you. But Are you it's going a, up
1: or down? Um, a little bit of both. All right. Um, so you can start it off since because I'm going up.
0: Okay. So um, by the time you guys hear this, it will be the first day of school. For students all over the city of baltimore uh and also baltimore county and um as someone who is even though i'm no longer in the classroom but i still am in education i am definitely um nervous and uh concerned for a lot of things that are to come because with virtual uh learning and the the battles and the um, politicizing of education and because of of, because of coronavirus it's just a lot going on and you know you're trying to feel and be as prepared and as ready as you can be but then at the same time you just in this situation this is unlike anything anyone in education has dealt with from the top down and it's definitely left a lot of room for confusion a lot of frustration a lot of um, worry and With that being said, like, you know, I'm like trying to be remain cautiously optimistic because I just see and hear a lot of my my friends, my colleagues who are in education, who are parents of students who are school age. And this definitely feels like it's going to be an uphill battle between adjusting to virtual learning, but then also to the time in which they do try to bring students and teachers back into the buildings to whatever degree, because, you know, it's not really a it's. There's just a lot of questions around whether or not is it really appropriate time to do so or is it just because you want to get people back into school because you want to have a sense of normalcy, you want babysitters, you want the economy to pick up, all that stuff. So, you know, my I'm going to wrap this up by saying, please just show the people that are in education, be it if they are teachers, if they are in work for a school district, if they are parents of students or if they are a student themselves, just show grace to everyone involved because it's a struggle over here and with that I yield and you said you're going up right
1: yeah well, you said you were going both but I didn't get it both I just got straight negative
0: well I said remaining cautiously optimistic cuz I mean it's still back <laughs> no. to school that's was, that was positive I wasn't trying to make it a complete downer but it's just like you know it, there's a lot of hesitation you know is is a lot of, of uncertainty right no, now
1: I mean definitely I, I would just tell people to give themselves grace um like you said everyone is going through this so it's not like and it's not like it's only happening in an educational field or certain field like this this is something that affects the world mm-hmm. so you know give yourself grace and as we learn this new our new normal you have to you know adjust adjust yeah yeah it's crazy to think about that though right like it was i felt like yesterday it was march in september like Mm -hmm. time is flying Mm -hmm. crazy yes so um yeah let's let's go up
0: going up
1: yeah see that i needed that you didn't even give yourself a going down voice or nothing you slacking you see what happens when you take a week off y'all so my gosh let's you know let's keep it uh positive in here you know um my family is in town and That's partly why we have my brother on, but, um, you know, it's just always good to be around family and see your family, especially during our new normal. Um, I haven't been in New York since February, Mm -hmm. and I used to go to New York at least once a month, I felt like, sometimes more, but, you know, um, with this new normal, uh, I've appreciated my family a lot more, and, um, you know... Seeing them via in-person or Zoom or whatever, I have, a, I have a greater appreciation. So I'm just happy that my family's in town. and I got to see them, spend time with them, and, you know, make memories. So that's all I
2: have. And for our guests? Well, I'll say I'll go up. I'll okay. stay on the up and up. Uh, happy to be here to visit y'all. Um, it's always a pleasure to get out of the city. It's always a pleasure to see uh, this countryside view um we looked at some horses down the block earlier (laughs) last night when we pulled in it was deer in your backyard i was like wow that's crazy so (laughs) so so i enjoy coming out here to get that um those those glimpses of nature that you don't get in the big city um but the big positive is my son started his first uh, week of college and Mm -hmm. i officially have a grown man on my hands so i'm happy about that shout Mm -hmm. out to my
1: nephew yes
0: I appreciate it. I'm excited for him, our college boy, me, yeah, and all that jazz.
1: And then my other nephew is also in college. We yes. Got, we, got, we got two young black men in college who's going to be our future. So congratulations to them. And congratulations to everyone who's uh, transitioning into college uh, and going back to school since we're in that season.
0: Don't go to any parties and wear your mask because then they'll close your school and you won't get your tuition back.
1: Yeah, you heard about that?
0: Yeah, I heard. Was it a Northeastern or Northwestern? That was. They, it was they, one of them. But yeah, they they
1: they, they, they forewarned them.
0: Mm-hmm. And they like, you get caught, and you guys, they got sent home, and no reimbursement for room and board or, t- or oh, tuition. Yeah. And then they can't even do online classes, so they have to wait until the spring to oh, start back I up. I would have
1: been pissed. That's so perfect for the school. That's free money.
0: Yep. I would have been pissed. If, yeah. If I was their parents, I would have been. Yeah. So mad. But that's also like, what do you expect when you're talking about? 17, 18, 19-year-olds.
1: Blame it on the parents.
0: Mm. I mean, there's shared ownership there, but...
1: If you you would have taught... If you teach your child right from wrong... Yeah. And then they know, especially during a pandemic, and they still decide to do something, then...
0: Oh, I mean, that definitely plays a role in it, but I think also, too, like, you know, like, people that age... Are gonna know the difference between right and wrong and still do wrong because they're gonna think that there's a there's a invincibility Definitely. I'm uh, saying that complex.
2: But that... life is all about
1: choices.
0: It is. I so. know. I'm not saying that they don't deserve the consequences. So when you of the make choices, those but... choices,
1: you gotta live with them, the Absolutely. good,
0: the bad, or the ugly. I'm a, I'm talking about placing blame solely on the shoulders of parents. Some situations that might apply. Other situations, it may be like, you know, some people are some Mr. Me Too shit when they're in college and. You know, your parents could have told you everything that you, you were, were supposed to do, and you're at home you did that. Well, uh, well if I taught you
1: that and you disobeyed, then that that debt you eating that that's that's not coming over here.
0: Okay, well, I mean, that's a that's, that's just that's me. A, that's a fair point, but now, I'm, I'm only talking about the decision to to do whatever it is to get kicked fair. out. That part I feel like can't fall. scores. may not necessarily in every situation. If you're looking at individual students fall squarely on the shoulders of the children i mean of the parents of that child
1: i see your point
0: okay well with that being said we are going to jump into our tip of the week our relationship tip of the week would you like to go first my good sir
1: let me start it um all right so based off of kind of what i said earlier we're in september and i felt like yesterday was march Mm -hmm. um my tip is based off of that and it's going to be in relationships friendships any types of ships. Uh, slow down mm-hmm. um, and when I say slow down slow down to enjoy the moment slow down to enjoy your time slow down to enjoy your accomplishments slow down to you know just, just slow down I feel like I feel like we move so fast and, and again this is based off of me like I really can't believe it's September already mm. and I, I mean again I've seen the months happening but I just didn't expect it to be here like we're three months away from December. Like 2021 is about to be right here. And it's mm-hmm. just like the world is still moving. And I think that's the difference because even though the pandemic slowed us down, we're still moving like it's not here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like work is still happening there. Like, you know, what I mean, the expectations are still there. So it's like it's kind of hard. And and sometimes we don't give ourselves that grace to just slow down and just take a moment, take a breather and just enjoy The time that you have So Fair enough That is my tip For the week
0: Um My tip of the week Is Um Well also one that can kind of Apply to any Relationship dynamic It's not just Of the romantic Variety And I kinda It kinda basically Kinda is encapsulated in. sometimes you just Can't force Square pegs Into round holes And By that I mean Um That in relationships and so let me say this there's the big on the, the macro level when you're talking about just like if two people aren't compatible right and it's, you know you don't want to force it but there's oftentimes in relationship dynamics being marriage boyfriend girlfriend uh family relationships um and friendships where overall you guys go together but then there are certain like areas of or topics that are sore subjects or that are you guys kind of have like opposing views or um or something of the like and i just feel like sometimes we for the sake of saying like you don't have to be in a relationship with someone or have a relationship with someone in your family and or in your friendships and always be on the same accord all the time like It's okay to sometimes have opposing views or different stances on something, or different goals or desires in life. And it's not for you to force your the other person to get on board with you, and vice versa. It's not okay for them to force it. Like you, and so that's why I say like you don't always have to fit a square peg into a round hole. Like sometimes that shit just doesn't mesh, and on the high end, a high level, sometimes that could be if that's always the trend, then maybe you have to reevaluate like what what are we what do we share in common? But on the low end, like there's just certain areas where you don't have to always like force it and make it work because sometimes it's just not meant to make it meant to work. It's about more like respecting the differences. So that is my relationship tip of the week.
1: Who had the better tip?
2: You both had excellent tips.
1: That's not that's Thank not the you. question. See one thing I'm going to find out with my brother is that he doesn't like to, like, be the bad guy. He doesn't like to tip the boat. Rock. Chip. Okay. I want to say tip. Rock out. <laughs> you're, an, you're an asshole. I'm
0: not. I'm really not.
1: Which tip would you utilize since that makes you, that would be an easier one to, to say? Got to pick one. If you're selling, I have to pick one? You have to pick one.
2: Um... Uh
1: probably go with the first one. Okay. You better said that. Disown your ass.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean what, besides no the favoritism, What was the I first know. tip? The first tip was to damn, I just threw a blank <laughs> because he, he made me think like which one I gotta pick.
0: <laughs> I rest my case, thank you.
2: What was the second one?
0: What was, this? What was it was oh mine? What was it?
2: Yeah, what was the second one? Yeah, y'all to maybe throw a blank because I'm like, okay, I gotta pick one. I gotta pick one. Square I was like, the pegs, first one round sound holes.
0: better.
1: <laughs> Slow down. Mm-hmm.
0: So he really doesn't have an answer either way.
1: So if that's the case, then I won.
0: It's
2: not. Y'all both had great point of views, but to go back and forth, we say who has the better point of view. these are great tips that people can use towards getting happy marriages that y'all have.
1: Yeah, but it's called love's quarrel for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> this <laughs> guy.
2: Do you have any tips that you want to give our lovers? Oh, I have an opportunity to give a tip. Okay. Sure. Uh let me say this. Check in. There's two levels of checking in. Checking in really just to see how your partner's doing, and checking in to see how you can make your relationship better. But regardless of which tool you use, make some time, some effort to check in with your partner.
0: I think that is an excellent tip. Thank you very much, my good sir.
2: Alright, so it goes TJ
1: Anthony Danny.
0: Moving right along, um, before we jump into our full-on conversation with my wonderful brother-in-law, we have our Black History fact for the week. Um, I will go first, okay. and so actually, this this quote—I'm sorry, this fact for would be for today when we're recording, which is the seventh. And on September seventh, nineteen fifty-four, schools in Maryland and the D.C. area became integrated so i felt like that was kind of timely with back to school my elevator and of course it being just a black history fact so um while integration definitely can be argued and move things forward it also created a lot of other issues because of a, a variety of reasons but we can't take away from the historic uh moment that was integration and dc and maryland schools happened on this day in 54 how about you, my good sir?
2: So Arthur
1: Ashe okay. was the first winner. Uh, well, the first African American winner of the U.S. Open. Yes. On September 9th, nineteen sixty-eight. Dope. Um, so Arthur Ashe was a black tennis player.
0: Yes, he was. He
1: has a stadium named after him in mm. Queens. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, and
0: when it, when the Open is usually held?
1: Yeah, and I would have never. I knew he was a tennis player. I didn't know he was the first. So. Yes. Start something new every day.
0: Yes, I saw um, someone was just talking about Serena because I think she's she made she did like another record like she's got the most like women's singles wins in like the history of, well, of Serena's the sport. The goat, so. She definitely is the goat. So, um, and then somebody else I saw this on social media, um, and somebody was like that they didn't like that when she, they they described Serena as the goat. Like when they describe Serena as the goat, they're talking about the goat across like as an athlete, period, cross sport, mm-hmm. and so and she they were saying that they were frustrated because sometimes then the conversation about like particularly like male athletes, black male athletes, will come into the equation like LeBron, Kobe, Michael Jordan, and um, she, that person was just saying like it gets them frustrated. Like no, I said what I said, I meant what I said, and I mean Serena is the goat, period, of, across athletes, across sports, um, and then the argument was made that. In part because she plays what is primarily a solo sport, and the other people that often are brought up are part of a team. So that's why it's like, but
1: tennis can be partner. You can have
0: you t- well, I said, I said, so I said primarily, yeah, 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 but, but like it. she's she's won both individually and on on uh, doubles, yeah, yeah. and more so as an individual.
1: So, so what's the people are saying that she's not a goat? Or they're or, saying or like or when if I, that like if she's I said like a if I said woman,
0: they, yeah, like kind of like. I'm if I said Serena is the goat, period. As far as athletes, sports, all together, people come back. will push back and say, "Well, no, what about LeBron?" And that person, the person. That but the st- goat
1: means that you're the goat in your field. Not, no one says that LeBron is the greatest of all time in all sports. He's the greatest of all time in basketball. Well, so Serena I- would be the greatest in in. Tennis.
0: some people that's what some people say some people when they say the goat they mean like just as far as like an athlete period like regardless of sport like yeah, the athleticism the talent behind it cannot be denied no matter what sport you play yeah but and so but when this you say goat, was talking about this person was talking about how when she says that she gets the pushback about well what about lebron because even by that by your argument then why would even if you're saying like by respective sports why would you bring up lebron and lebron doesn't play tennis he plays basketball that's my point but so her, so which which is also I, I understand it, but some people are saying like, well, what about LeBron? And so her her counter to that is like, no, I said what I Who's said. Her? This I saw it on, literally in passing on on Twitter, but it was the point that she was making was that I am saying Serena Williams is the greatest athlete of all time, period, full stop. And yeah, but- and she, she part of why she says that is because Serena plays a sport where she primarily has to rely on her own talent and not the talent of others to do to to accomplish the goal
1: i don't that's hard for me because to say someone's the greatest athlete of all time like what what are the metrics that we're utilizing to say that this person is the greatest athlete
0: i mean it could be wins it could be because
1: most time people say goat is Go to the greatest of all time, and they mean that in their sport. Is she one of the greatest athletes? Of yeah, she's definitely one of, one of the greatest athletes. Mm-hmm. But to say that she's the greatest out of all in comparison, I I I would have to disagree.
0: So if you had to say, would you? So would you? I would say this: Would you refrain from saying anyone was the greatest a greatest athlete? Period.
1: I would never say someone's the greatest athlete. Period, because okay. there's always gonna be someone better than that person. To some people, Michael Jordan was the greatest of is the greatest basketball player to ever do it. But I feel like there's other players, there's other basketball players who've done more. Kareem Abdul Jabbar has done more than Michael Jordan, and they have a lot of the same accolades, but. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was the center, and Jordan was a, was a two guard. So I think that makes a difference. But
0: how does that make the difference? And I'm asking because I'm, I'm not because at that
1: time there weren't a lot of big men. So the fact that Kareem was able to do it, it was kind of like he had the he had the unfair advantage. That's why some people try to discredit Wilt Chamberlain' 100 point game because they're like now not everybody was seven foot. He wasn't doing it amongst a whole bunch of seven footers. But it doesn't take away from the fact that you were able to do it. So that's what I'm saying. But I'm saying Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has the most points ever in the NBA. He's mm-hmm. the number one person with all points. Mm-hmm. He has the same amount of MVPs, the same amount of championships. He created the Skyhook. So, but we don't talk about that. Now, what Michael Jordan did bring to the game was he made it, he made it cool. He, 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 like, the fact that he made, like, the sneakers.
0: It was more marketable. Yeah.
1: You were, <laughs> yes. He made, it, he made being a basketball player sexy. We never, yeah, that's really what it was. We never had a small guard like that who was sexy, at least in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And the ABA days, yeah, they, they were fly because they were like into, you know what I mean? Trick shots and stuff. No, well, it, it was just, it, it was like a lot of like street ballers played in the ABA. The ABA was like the black league. Oh, kind of wow. like, what's that movie? With Will Ferrell. Oh, semi-pro. semi-pro. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like that. Like. Yeah. They wanted to go to the, a- the ABA. Was like, yeah, it, that that was the sexy league. NBA was was wasn't sexy. Michael Jordan made it sexy. Now I don't take nothing away from him, but I'm just saying, we went on a tangent there. I know. The greatest of all time typically means you're the greatest of all time in your what's But that's like, your lane. Yeah, that's why people say Jay Z is the greatest of all time, but they're not saying he's the greatest writer of all time or he's the greatest because there's other writers out there like you know like I said, rapper yeah
0: okay i just was curious because i mean or i just want i just kind of came up to because since we were just talking about you brought up tennis and everything yeah, no. else like that so i, I think definitely
1: think that she's one of the greatest tennis players and that's she's definitely the to me she's the greatest woman tennis player and then she's and then when you go if you put her up against the men she's definitely in the top men as well so i would say ultimately She's one of the greatest tennis players to ever touch a a field. Court. Court, sorry. It's okay. Yeah, the racket was better.
0: It it was, but you know, that's okay. I
1: mean, well, you know.
0: That's what I'm here for. You're kind of witty
1: -witty with with your words sometimes.
0: That's what I'm here for. That's it. Anthony?
2: (laughs) What's up? Do you have...
0: uh, I know you don't necessarily have a black history fact, but any uh, insights onto the GOAT talk?
2: Um... It, whenever somebody throws out something like GOAT I always ask eh, well, what context are you saying it because a GOAT can de- be defined by whoever is you know, setting the parameters for or the criteria for calling them the GOAT mm-hmm. so some people say LeBron's the GOAT some people say um, Jordan's the GOAT some people say Kareem's the GOAT so I need to know in what context are you saying they're the GOAT that mm-hmm. I can now measure up what we're telling to make them the GOAT not just what you deem Worthy of being a GO, and now it's a biased conversation. Like a lot of times with the Jordan and and LeBron talk, they say, you know, LeBron got more playoff um, points than Jordan could ever have. This, this, and that, and I'm like, well, that's because he loses a lot. So it goes to a lot of one. It's seven game series mm-hmm. when Jordan's playing was only five in the first few rounds. But they won. Oh, they went from five to seven. Yeah, and they won. He was closing out series early, so he wouldn't get as many. So he'd win in three because he's winning championships. Well, LeBron's losing a lot of games, but he's still accumulating um, stats. Uh So is it a fair comparison, or you're just trying to use a biased stat to make your point? Which mm-hmm. kind of makes it irrelevant if you start pulling back the layers of what context we're talking about. But in terms of Serena, she definitely is one of the, uh, if not the best female player, tennis player. But she also makes... Obviously not she's the, the best tennis player, but she, she She is in conversation, but a lot of people don't want to mix the genders for whatever reason. She gets a lot of hate and a lot of bias for that. And she doesn't make top dollar to be the best female player amongst female tennis players. So there's a lot behind that that she gets backlash for.
0: So... Who is... Since we can talk about... I mean, basketball is TJ and Anthony's thing. So, who is your GOAT? I know who his is, so...
2: The GOAT in, in but, all across all sports or in basketball? Well, we can't do across all sports, but... No,
0: I'm But... No, I'm saying for basketball, because then...
2: So, because... That's your, I, that's your area of where you're most up, knowledgeable. I grew up in the Mike era. I was born in 81, so I watched basketball in the 80s. So, I had to see Mike, Magic, Bird. I can't... I didn't see Kareem. I didn't see... Gold Chamberlain, I didn't see Bill Russell, so I can't comment. But I mm. look at some of the throwback games and highlights, and I'm like, okay, I can see where it comes from. So growing up under Jordan and seeing where he took not just the beating along the Pistons and the Knicks and stuff like that. He really got beat up every single time he went to the paint. That's why they created what they call the Jordan rule with the Pistons. If he goes in the lane, hit him hard, mm-hmm. put him on the ground. And he took beatings for series and series before he got strong enough to get past just the Pistons. Mm-hmm. In order to now face the Lakers and the other best of the West just to get to a championship. So when you see that transition and how hard he worked, how he transitioned from back in the days, it was all about the big man. Mm -hmm. We had centers. Now you barely got a center. Now that's decent. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of power, power fours are becoming centers. So the game transitioned from being a big man to now being this sexy guard that can fly and defy our odds. Now it's transitioning to Steph Curry and making everybody want to shoot three. So the game is constantly training. So, I mean changing. So I saw Jordan change the game, win championships, but also make the whole sneaker outlet something worth um, having a conversation about. Not everybody has a sneaker deal. But on top of that, the money that's being made now is particularly because of that lockout that Jordan was a part of, where the players on the player union went to the coaches and said, we want more basketball-related income. And they laughed. The next meeting, they showed up with Jordan Bird and all of them. They sat in the front and said, we want more basketball income, and we're not playing. Now, everybody gets all these big deals because you got the TV deal, which is basketball-related income. Sales, jersey sales, everything at the arena, everything we go to are all a part of basketball-related income. Mm-hmm. So players are getting a lot more bigger deals and money because of Michael Jordan. So that's why I say I watched it. He transcended the game. I take no credit away from LeBron James. He's doing phenomenal things, but I, I hate the comparison. Of different errors mm. Jordan is the great of his error Kobe is the great of his error And LeBron is the great of this error
0: Okay And yours still remains Kobe?
1: For my preference, yeah okay. Kobe, Kobe and LeBron, my 1A, one two, yeah. My 1A, 1B Okay And again, I have nothing against Michael Jordan at all It's just my preference I don't take n- And Michael Jordan is one of the greatest I will never not say that But if you ask me my preference, I, I like LeBron and, and, and Kobe. Mm-hmm. That's just it.
0: Fair enough. Well, this was an enlightening conversation being that I'm not necessarily the sports you know, buff on this podcast. So now that you're here, Anthony, you guys can have a... <laughs> this, this, that was a very like thoughtful response to that type of question. So I appreciate that. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, Stop screwing up your face. Anyway, um, with that said, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break and then we will come back. Oh,
1: that's what happens when you take a week off. Go ahead.
0: I'm sorry. Did you did you stumble upon a word that you want to try and stump me with? Uh, I, I have a word. Okay, it's now time for our word of the week, where TJ tries to
1: yeah, Danny try to make
0: me feel stupid. You
1: know, when you take a week off, sometimes you just forget because you're not in, you're not in routine anymore. So sometimes you just forget how things. Is that all go. you're gonna
0: say the entire episode? Um, I might. I don't know. You hear something else.
1: So my word, make sure I gotta make sure I pronounce it. Magnanimous.
0: Mm-hmm. Did I pronounce it right? You did.
1: Okay. Magnanimous. A magnanimous person has a generous spirit. TJ.
0: Magnanimous is not necessarily a word I would use to describe you on all the time.
1: Letting so it says letting your little sister, letting your wife have the last of the cookies, even though you hadn't eaten since eight, since breakfast, would be considered a magnanimous act. Magnanimous. Danny probably knows it because she's too confident.
0: No, because she's
1: way too confident. Because there's there's
0: a little tricky in the in the middle, possibly.
1: You got it, kid.
0: Okay, mag, magnanimous.
1: Mag like maga.
0: Shut up. (laughs) Magnanimous. All right, M A G N A N -N 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 M a g n a n. This is where I'm a little worried. I m um, o u s. Wrong. Damn.
1: Now you got it right. Oh, shut! You why are you such a hater?
0: <laughs> why can't you just like let me? You didn't be,
1: see. You didn't seem confident in yourself. Because it was. So. The,
0: I was like, was it an I or an A? Magnanimous. Yes.
1: <sighs> she <stumbled sighs> to me again, y'all. Shout yeah. out to her.
0: Thank you. That's one thing I can do. Now you me.
1: can go to <laughs> break because. Do you, we, do you remember who our sponsor was?
0: You know what? I can just let you and your brother talk for the rest of the episode, and then I'll go over and go lay down with Tatum. How about that?
2: I'm just asking that a That would be magnanimous of her.
1: <laughs> exactly. I don't think
2: that would be the right way to say
1: it, but okay. It could be boy
0: talk. That's it. I don't think that's the right definition. brother's quarrel instead of lover's quarrel.
1: No, we, we need you.
0: All right. So now we're going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsor, Gaines Sports Gear.
1: She remembers y'all.
0: We will be right back. Maybe with TJ. <laughs>
1: Hey friend, it's time for you to ditch those workout gloves and get the grip and wrist support you deserve. What do you suggest? You need to get the Gaines Load & Lock grips by Gaines Sports Gear. They are more durable than gloves, have a non-slip grip pad that provides grip support and added wrist support unlike your traditional workout gloves, and will protect your hands
2: from calluses. Do they come in different colors? Not only do they come in different colors, but they are available for men and women. Do yourself a favor. Go to
1: Gainsportsgear.com. And remember, a better grip equals a better lift. Embrace the process. And you too can embrace the process by using our code LOVERS10 at gains G-A-I-N-Z SportsGear.com. And now, back to the show. And
0: we are back. And now, we are going to have a conversation um, rooted in divorces which is something that we don't always talk about on here but um and I guess I should say this divorce and or money's quote-unquote owed to another party when you're talking about the dissolution of a relationship right or child support so in the news recently um there was so there's a couple of ones floating around right so you've got Eliza Rain, who is one of future's many baby mothers.
1: You just wanted to say many.
0: I mean, where there is smoke, there is fire. Go ahead, love. How many baby mothers does he have?
1: No one knows. really. How many mixtapes he yeah? What was that one he? What
0: was the one he had with the, the DJ that was locked in jail for
1: fifty-six nights?
0: Somewhere around there. So <laughs> um, then you have um, Dr. Dre and his soon-to-be ex-wife. And her spousal support request. So you have Eliza Rain and her her child support request. Um, I can't remember Dr. J's wife's name. And her spousal support request. Um, And then also, which I thought about too, was was Cam Newton's soon-to-be ex-wife. And her request. Because they were very different takes on all three. Um, Eliza Rain... Which apparently, well, at least by her claim, is that like she was not she never asked for that fifty three thousand a month. Um, she said that that was not true, um, but ultimately ended up getting somewhere closer to like 3300 $3, dollars a month for their daughter. And then you have Cam Newton's wife; they have four children together, and she's asking for fifteen thousand dollars a month in child support. And then you have for spousal support, you have Dr. Dre's w- wife who was asking for upwards of 2 million dollars a month in spousal support. Now, three really different th- there's overlap but there's also very three different very amounts, different amounts, different people, different dynamics as far as kids and everything else. So, when we're thinking about this, right? And, you know, relationships don't always work out and but when the financial part comes into play, when you have to start getting stuff on paper, um, if it comes to that, then what do we consider reasonable and what do we consider to be just completely outlandish? So mm-hmm.
1: let me go before my brother goes, cause he's on, a... <laughs> he got a whole book about it. Um, so like Eliza, the 53,000, I think that's, ridiculous. I don't care who you are. 53,000 a month for child support doesn't make sense to me. Unless your child is like going to the top school, I guess. I I I, I don't know. I would never understand how someone could spend $53,000 a month on something so That's I mean,
0: I guess the only thing I could think of is if there is like although which makes me wonder because their child together is still relatively young like I don't even think that she's school age yet but you know if you're going to like a a very like high up um, private school like people can pay 70 grand or 100 grand for a year yeah so that's
1: what I'm saying so if you're saying you want 53,000 which in two months is 106,000 dollars and your schooling costs 70 for the year Mm mhm that means you have thirty six thousand left, if my math is correct, and I think it is. Now, what is the rest of the money going to?
0: So, that's a good question. So then, my my question becomes also, what is the like? What's the like, what's the criteria like? Because for me, I'm thinking your. To, I think with children, it's a little bit more. It's a little easier to kind of make the argument for which is your children should live a lifestyle now i'm not saying that that amount of money is going is 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 reasonable per se but your life's your children should have the lifestyle um of the parents that they of the parents that they that, that had them right so that mean because the money should, if we're talking about child support, the money should go to the children and, yeah. and, and keeping them up to. They should have
1: the lifestyle that they lived in. But in, yeah. in Future's case, he ain't never lived with the woman. So why, how, how does she get. How does this baby get a lifestyle?
0: Shouldn't she have the lifestyle of the parent that is nah. arguably the breadwinner?
1: She should have the lifestyle that. And
0: if the. And she, she should have
1: the lifestyle that's going to help her live her life comfortably, not live better. It's not a come up.
0: So if. You and I divorced and I let's say I got coming after
1: you, you got the money, you the breadwinner.
0: So shouldn't Tatum's lifestyle mirror that of my own?
1: Yeah, but again, we were we're married. Mm -hmm. We're talking about
0: two people that would never in a relationship? I'm saying that basically.
1: If all we were doing was fucking, you get pregnant, I am this millionaire, and you're just this regular chick or you have a million followers. So that's how you get your breadwinner. I don't really know what lies it is, so But. Y'all should be taking. The child should be taken care of. But it's not a meal ticket. And that's. I mean that's my biggest issue. I agree issue with
0: not it. being a meal ticket. Just I, because. I also just, because father, just because the
1: father. Just because the father is a millionaire. Doesn't mean that you are now a millionaire.
0: But your child should live a lifestyle. In, Love in, the al- child. in alignment with.
1: So then the child should live with the parent. Who can afford them?
0: And what if he says, no, I don't want to take them?
1: If he says, no, I don't want to take them. Which I
0: would be hard-pressed to say. Because I don't think he has... I don't think Future has any of his children If he said, time. no,
1: I don't want to take them, then that might be where I would say... All right, and I would, well, dare
0: I say, with this particular union, or I should say consummation of a... Of a Of making it of a baby he was denying the paternity of the kid so I damn sure don't think that he wants the kid
1: okay well whatever the case may be that's something that he's going to have to live with for the rest of his life because it's going to be in the media and everything else all I'm saying is that child support marriage support any time any you get support it should not be a come up and I feel like that's what people people utilize it as a come up
0: and then well then my question then becomes too when it comes to things like spouse support so okay, And it was spousal support, right? So now, so like for me with the whole Dr. Dre thing, right? She's asking for two million dollars a month, which is
1: ridiculous.
0: Definitely a let's talk about an it. amount that I have never heard of. No, 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 and
1: but well, look, she she actually asked for one one point nine million. They okay. rounded it up because anytime anything over five, you round up, like <sighs> your age. But laundry and cleaning is ten thousand dollars a month. What laundry <laughs> costs ten thousand dollars a month?
0: Well, read how much she spends on clothes a month. One would explain the other.
1: <laughs> clothes, one hundred and thirty-five thousand a month.
0: You have to be the expensive thing. Have the expensive things to be Dr. Dre's wife. You don't. So here's my thing, though, right? So
1: this isn't a come-up.
0: People ask for, arguably, right? the 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 sentiment is that I'm asking for spousal support to keep me in the lifestyle that we have we built for ourselves as a couple right even if he even if the m- money is primarily coming in through him but like you tell me not to work or i'm responsible for hold up the household while you do the work so if i told my, you not my to work is, that's different my bigger issue is why are they spending this much money period together or not for her to even ask for that amount of money because that's just a very large amount of money but again we don't know what the the breakdowns are of that but it, i mean but well, to us it's always going to sound like oh well,
1: we, we we got the breakdown th- yeah but the breakdown
0: of the breakdown I was she
1: spends more money on clothes than she does on her mortgage she spends more money on her clothes than she does education which is tuition and living expenses and telephone cell phone email first off she spends twenty thousand dollars a month on tele telephone, cell phone, and email. I mean, honestly, it just sounds like reading this list. It just seems like her lawyer was like after everything. Let's just put I I didn't even know, I didn't even know that emails and cell phones cost twenty thousand a month. I didn't know that was a thing. I thought Gmail was free. You
0: said Gmail was free. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, maybe there's some type of encryption. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm reading an article and it says... Char-
1: charitable contributions, 125000 a month. Why do I have to pay for your charitable contributions? Mm-hmm. Well, they, you don't see nothing wrong with this.
0: No, what I'm saying, though, is that what if they... I'm, and this is just plain devil's advocate, but what if they were... That was something where... Because the thing about it, though, is that You were able
1: to do that when, when you were married. That was something that we did. We're not married no more. I shouldn't have to pay for your... Ch- I have to pay... I have to give you $125,000 a month mm-hmm. for you to donate. Mm-hmm. And you don't see nothing wrong with that.
0: No. What I'm saying is that my... I'm not saying I don't see anything wrong with it. I think that the the sum is a, a very large, like exorbitant amount of money. But what and I'm... And they probably well, do I, that because of,
1: because of write-offs.
0: But and, I, and what I'm wondering is if the, it's the thing of like... These were all the things that you we I did either because it was the the understanding between us, this is how much money I spent, it was never an issue before. And then because and because I'm running your household, I'm making sure all these other P's and Qs and done. are so you I'm don't not do the saying, I'm not saying That's, that
1: I'm not saying that your spouse, your ex spouse shouldn't be
0: So do you think to, believe in spousal support, period? Let me ask you that.
1: How long spousal? how long does spousal support goes?
0: It, I guess it depends on the agreement. On like, I don't know.
1: If I, I don't. I don't think I should have to fund your life now. If I told you don't, if I told you, babe, listen, you don't got to work no more. Mm-hmm. You don't got to do nothing. All I need you to do is take care of the house and stuff like that. Then yes, I should be. Able, I should fund you with enough funds that to sustain you for some time. Mm-hmm. I think that it's fair because I stopped you from getting your bag. So if you, I don't know how long they've been married, but if she hasn't worked in twenty years, she's ninety six. So twenty four years. Mm-hmm. So, if she hasn't worked in 24 years, then yes, she should get some money. Here go, here go a couple of million. Because it's it's him. It's it's Dr. Dre. They have it. But you're asking for $2 million a month. And that's... Uh, like I said, my biggest issue is I'm not saying that she doesn't deserve something. Mm-hmm. But when I see this, and maybe it's just from my broke lens. Forgive me.
0: I mean, no. It, that made my heart...
1: 900000 a month? on entertainment what the fuck is entertainment
0: I don't know <laughs> well
1: is that like is entertainment okay, like so private then, jets and stuff possibly I don't know honestly it just seems like she's just throwing whatever against the wall and seeing what's gonna stick Let me throw everything
0: well he and his argument is that they had a prenup but that she also that he ripped up the prenup and that's why she was like there's no document I get that so I, then what about Cam Newton and his wife 15 grand a month 4 kids
1: that's all she asking for. That's what they say. And and he's he don't want to give her that. Uh,
0: that they have not um, because they if, have not confirmed or denied. If, if that's
1: he, all that she's asking for, I'd be like, here goes twenty. <laughs> <laughs> because there's other women out there that's asking for two million dollars per month. Per month. Um, if she's only asking for fifteen. Uh, Nicole Young's telephone, cell phone, and email is 20000 a month. And that's my point. Like, you're just asking for this as much as you can get. And our system is going to allow her to bleed him based off of how they well, put it. Well,
0: they may not allow for that. I mean, she's going to get something because. No,
1: I'm not saying that she doesn't deserve anything, but I always say when you put money into the picture, things get ugly. When someone's dying and people think that they deserve their property or money or, or stuff, people get nasty and ugly over it and that's really why I, I I try not to be super sentimental over frivolous things like they come and they go mm-hmm. because it, that's literally what it is but the fact that you are entitled and you feel like like two million a month. It's crazy.
0: I definitely think that it's an extreme sum of money. I think for me, at its core, like if you're married for 24 years and I haven't worked or my my work has been
1: raising you. That's 24 million a year. year. I get
0: that. And raising your children and holding down the household so you can do all these things. Then I I can see the argument for spousal support. I don't think that that amount of money is reasonable. But I do think that there is like a space for these things when Eliza the Future she said she never even asked for 53 grand a month but even if so how current- much does
1: she want because Future wanted to give her a thousand supposedly again this is all legit but we're talking about it because it's it we're talking about it's not necessarily and I want to make sure that's why I'm prefacing we're not talking about these individuals as much like we're not gossiping about the individual we're talking about the financial burden that comes with it
0: mm-hmm a thousand dollars a month and your future is definitely like
1: Are you saying that because it's future?
0: I'm saying yes, in part, yeah. Okay. If and he couldn't if he couldn't
1: The judge ordered thirty two hundred mm-hmm. and they're fighting that because 'cause they're saying that's not enough.
0: I mean it, that that's such to me, like a thousand is kind of like a slap in the face if your future Honestly thirty two hundred might be more reasonable, but maybe about it more. Is, but but then again he's probably going to divide that across eleven thousand by what? Children. Like, I mean, his income. You're an asshole. Well, you know.
1: When you have kids or, or you choose to have kids, it shouldn't be on your mind that this is a come up. It shouldn't be on your mind that I'm having this celebrity's baby so I'm I'm taking care of for at least the next 18 years of my life.
0: Okay. Do you think that that's what she did?
1: I think that's what a lot of women do. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of women... But
0: then do does that... So who, I guess my, I pose the question, who's the fool in that situation? Because there's really only Both. one way to get a baby.
1: Both. Okay. It, it takes two to tango. Okay. 100%. So you, you reap what you sow. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not feeling bad for future. Okay. I'm just saying, you're asking for this amount of money. This is a lot of money. We're talking about money that some people will never see in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. We're talking about money that... Two million dollars... A month would change an entire family's life. We're not talking about an individual. Mm-hmm. It will change an entire family, it change generation, community. I get it. And we're fighting over it. And and, and and my thing is now: what if she gets that two million a month, twenty-four million a year? What are you going to do with that? Maybe she put it away. I don't know. That's that's just my thing. Spend nine
0: hundred thousand dollars on entertainment.
1: I think everyone deserves whatever, like whatever blood, sweat and tears that they put into it. I wish that people could be like adults about it and really have those real conversations and and, and, and be able to, you know, not have to squabble over it. But like I said, when I seen that list and I'm like two million, you're asking for two million a month, 20,000 on email. I can't believe that her lawyer didn't be like, no, we're not going to put that. Like, no, there, there's no way I'm going to allow you to put telephone, cell phone, email.
0: Yeah, I'm. I, that's why I said I want to see the breakdown of the breakdown because I just want to know, like, I want to see, like, a line item of, like, how... Because it it, I think that's the thing, too. It's, like, it doesn't make sense to us because we're, like, there's just no... There's not that many cell phones, bills in the world that would cost this much money. But I'm, like, is it, like, there's not even that much internet or, you know... So that part, I can definitely understand why... um It's so confusing, but we've been doing a lot of talking. Let's pass the mic and give the floor to our guest and allow for him to chime in on his thoughts.
2: Um, Yeah, I said a lot. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) It speaks on the structure of the society that we live in. Um, A lot of people go into marriages not understanding that marriage is a business. The number one thing you sign in this one piece of paper to get married is a marriage license. It's a license, a verbal agreement, now going into written law that we are now two entities coming together. Mm -hmm. When you go back to history on the purpose of marriage, marriage wasn't for people that were poor or uh, less fortunate. It was for royalty, rich, to keep their bloodlines and their wealth amongst themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's why they were arranged marriages. But people mimic what they see and that they want to be a part of, which has now become society. In America, in this country, it is a business. And when you sign these papers, you should know one, what you're getting into, because regardless if you have money, property or anything invested into the relationship, as you grow, it now becomes a liability when you part ways. I think that it's reasonable for in divorce, There should be something that you can just sign off in split ways. But I don't agree with a monthly bill to maintain your life and your career. If I can't give you a lump sum of money like winning a lottery and you can't sustain a lifestyle on your own, then that says something about you. $2 million a month is a hard reach. But in future situations where you constantly keep having kids Mm -hmm. over and over again, like I can't justify
0: them not taking you
2: yeah i can't um Mm -hmm. but the whole but dr dre situation is different from futures oh yeah you're talking about marriage versus child support
0: yes i agree
2: i frown on child support a lot you know you'll get a lot of backlash child support is something you can't talk about like religion or politics you bring that up and it divides the room immediately the people on child support don't always necessarily deserve to be on child support Mm-hmm. but it has become a societal norm that a failed relationship now equates to automatic child support. Sometimes, yes. Because they don't do it case by case. All you have to do is go down. You don't either have to have the person's actual social security. You just have a name, mm-hmm. give them the address, and they automatically start giving you funds for this child while they search for the father. Now, if he gets arrested or goes to you know update his license and they pull him or something like that, then he has to come in and say, why didn't you report to this? hmm By not showing up, she could have gave a false address, she could have a false name, but by not showing up, you are now tied to the child support sometimes until you're proved to not being a father. Mm -hmm. And even in some cases, when you actually prove that the DNA doesn't match, the judge can still say, pay it until the child turns 18. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of laws here that purposely mess up the household because men, as we're still somehow... Harping back to the family structure where men are supposed to be head of the household. Mm -hmm. But that was from something way back in the days when women didn't work. Women work now, so you shouldn't still have that same structure or that same expectation. Mm -hmm. But because men are head of households, society normally attacks the men because they're supposed to lead. So Mm -hmm. we can break down the foundation of family, togetherness, and everything if we take and eliminate the men from the situation. Mm -hmm. There's a great book that breaks this down. Uh, Men on Strike by Helen Smith. Her Mm -hmm. book basically talks about why today's marriage and having kids are no longer a good investment in society. And she talks about all of these different aspects of where it's not about the family no more. It's literally about how can we take the resources out of these neighborhoods, out of these communities to make sure everybody continues to work but nobody builds wealth. Mm Because the fastest way to, to, to wealth is putting stuff together. well
0: you pull it it's 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 communal and it's you know investing and things like that i definitely can understand that part i guess like i do agree with you that the, definitely like t- the conversations around like ch- child support spousal support can be very divided very um can divide folks very clearly because depending on the experience that you've had it can really different it can change your lens on it so um like I've seen or i' I know people who have had it where they were a part of the con- a conversation or in the um on the receiving end of child support that didn't necessarily like didn't have to be imp- um imposed upon them. And then other people who damn sure should have probably been put like quote unquote, put on papers and stuff like that because of their inconsistency with showing up like being present and doing all those things and also like fine and the financial ramifications. So it's like I think that there is. Like for me, my think my thought process is like spousal support and child support. Like there's a need for it, but there's it's absolutely and, it uh, in many be cases abuse. Yeah. yeah, like so, it's
1: it's different if you're doing it because the child father isn't there or whatever, but it shouldn't be looked at as
0: or the child's mother.
1: Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, but if a man put a put a woman on child support, th- they would get crucified.
0: Yeah, what kind of man
1: are you to put a woman on child support and- if
0: she's a deadbeat, then I have no, I have no no, issue
1: with it. You might not, but the majority of women would have a problem with it. They would say that a man is not being a man because any man that would, that would take money from a woman isn't a man. I think that there's some people that 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 always hits. I think that, I think that
0: there's some people out there who would feel that way. But again, I'm going to speak for, speaking for myself is that if you are a, if you are a parent who is not present or if you are a spouse who cre- created created a lifestyle for you and your partner, and now you're trying to just have that person, like, and just trying to walk away and leave that person with nothing when they either helped contribute to it or you stopped them from doing the things that they could have done to establish themselves because financial abuse is a is a very real thing as well. Then th- those are to me like those situations where like I would I don't see an issue with spousal support stuff. Now does it get abused? Absolutely. Two million dollars a month, an astronomical amount of money. Fucking yes, but it's also like. It's it's kind of thing of like you. I think it brings back to sometimes the thing about like sometimes you have to think about like the reasons why people get together or the reasons like it's every, like it's like T J said like it's about choices, right? It's about the decisions you made that brought you to this point. And now some things are out of your control, and some people are vindictive, and some people are going to try and just use like T J said like a come up. But there are also people who are walking around here who are not getting nearly as much as they should because people are you know not. Are doing you know on, on the other side of it, working to make sure that they they get as little out of them as possible, right? Like, I'm gonna not give up. I'm like, there's some people that we know like that said that they won't work, right? So that way you can stay on spousal support, or they won't remarry because. Yeah alimony ends upon you remarrying someone else that's been like a stipulation in some divorce settlements or whatever and there's some people who like they could find the love of their life and the next person be like we never going to tie a knot because i want to make sure i get this money that's abusive that's Mm -hmm. abuse that's definitely abusive but there it there's i just think that there are arguments that could be made for all sides of these equations
1: no definitely well listen we're just having The conversation about it. And I I just, you know, I mean, more than anything, I hope people understand that, you know, before you start procreating and getting married and stuff like that, that you do it for the right reasons and that you are really doing it for the long haul. Like, you know, having children is a lifelong commitment. Like, Mm -hmm. Even when they're adults, they're still your commitment. Yeah, It's not one of those things that, well, you're 18 now. I don't have to worry about you no more like that. That's forever. And I mean, marriage is supposed to be forever, too. So, you know, make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons. Make sure that you're thinking about that. You know what I mean? And, and, and then that way you kind of figure it out. Now, granted, it. Things don't work out. And hopefully people can be mature enough to have those conversations and be able to do, you know, their divorce easy and their um, child support easy. Like child support to me should be like a last
0: resort,
1: a last resort thing. It shouldn't be like I'm hurt, so I want to hurt you.
0: Or it could, I should say this: I think it should be a last resort or first resort because sometimes people know themselves well enough to know we are not going to be able to come to an understanding or an agreement. On what's what's going to be enough or fair or equitable so let's put it in the hands of somebody else so i feel like it should be kind of like one or the other right it's going to be like we've exhausted all our options and now this is we can't come to an agreement it's where we are or we know ourselves well enough to know that we're not going to be able to get this squared away so now let's just bring in bring in someone who is impartial and have them just decide but you know it's i mean i think for every. Version we can we can come up with a version of this for every for every setup and it's like it's not it's definitely not something that's cut and dry and that and that could change your opinion. Um,
1: no one needs two million dollars a month though.
0: Somebody said, this is what somebody said though. somebody said hear me out. They tweeted in response to the the breakdown right that TMZ posted and they said by law when you marry a person and change their lifestyle they can't go back to life before. So if this is if these expenses was what Dr. Dre was spending then guess what he needs to run her at two million.
1: I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that at all. We we live this lifestyle together. We're not together no more. I shouldn't have to fund your lifestyle to continue just because you
2: experienced it. Okay. I got a question. So let's say he made a billion dollars and he lost all the money. Mm -hmm. Should she be entitled to leave? Because now she's not. Because a lot of times people leave when stuff like that happens. Mm -hmm. Does she have the right to leave? Or should she stay and weather the storm?
0: I mean, that's for her. I don't
2: know. No, I'm just going based off of what they're saying. Oh, what like, they're saying? like it's it's ridiculous to say that the world would say when it goes her. bad, you can leave. But when it goes good, or when I really need you, you can't stay and see me through.
0: I think it. I think it really is. It, it depends. I mean, I think by the argument's sake, for the for I think under the, the 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 way we look at marriage is like for better for worse, right? So when you're down and out, I'm supposed to be there with you when you're successful, I'm supposed to be there for you help and reap the benefits. So I would say, yeah, like if he were to have a bad deal and he lost a chunk of money or whatever, then yes, you should like see it through. But I also think that if like, and then it becomes a thing of like questions around, like how did, how did this money get hypothetically lost? Was it just like a business deal that, you know, went wrong and that just things happen or was it like you are frivolously spending money or you're not being financially savvy or whatever or you're letting someone else take over your finances and now we're like in the poor house stuff like that so I guess that question becomes so it becomes I think sometimes it's like not only what has happened but how did it happen like what role did that person play in there because like sometimes you do want to see through the storm but other times I feel like if a person is, like, self-sabotaging or is, like, going down in flames, you don't have to necessarily be responsible for it. Like, you try to help them out, but if they're not willing to help themselves, then I can also see people, men and women, deciding to, like, you know, throw in a towel at the same time. Because you can't, like, if, again, we if we invest in stocks and those stocks go belly up because the market had a bad day and we're left to square one or whatever, like, we went into that together. But it's, like, if TJ went and, like, took All the money in our savings and bought something that was ended up, you know, being this like horrible investment, whatever, without me knowing or without consulting me or whatever. And now we're left destitute. Like, I reserve the right to be like, no, I don't want to stick around for that. I feel like Mm -hmm. it's, you know, because it really does. Yeah, that's justified. If you know, it's like those are the things that you got to start asking yourself. Now, to your point though, like to your, your situation, no, I think people should try to like work it out and see it through. But it also, you know. Unfortunately, even in marriages, even in relationships, people keep secrets and people do a lot of shady shit when they you know and you know like so there was another thing and I'm sorry, I don't want to mean to go on a tangent, but before I forget, there was another thing I was reading about um and um you know Reddit. Mm-hmm. So they have AITA, which is like Am I the asshole? And so the scenario that was going around the social media realm was that the husband, a husband was upset with his wife that when he found out that she had her own like account, like, like secret bank account where she would like put money in and save money. Oh,
1: her, her, you heard about that her, her, one, yeah. right? So,
0: I didn't hear about it. Okay, so uh, a, a woman, I don't I can't remember who wrote it, the woman or the man, but whatever what so, is was, the scenario was that like the husband found out that the wife had a account of money separate from their shared account um where she would you know throw money in there whenever she had a chance and save that up and when she when asked why she said because in the event that something goes wrong I want to make sure that I'm not stuck and I can go there and he felt like she was that was secretive and that was and like almost like he's not sure if he even still wants to be with her as a result of this like revelation but my but, you,
2: but you left out something. Oh, so what I, I, think, out? I think he was saying like, well, why didn't you tell me that that's what you were doing? Because you told me we were putting my money, our money in this joint account and I've been doing that. I could have been saving up money too for a rainy day. And she was like, well, you can always open up a rain, uh, oh, account. Oh, she did say that. And he said, okay, so for the amount of times yes. you've been doing it, I'm going to now stop putting my money there and not in the joint account. And she got mad at him.
0: But I think he was saying like... But I I think the way it was, but the way I think it was framed, though, was like, it was very, like, it was kind of vindictive. It was like, I'm mad at you. So now, oh, you, like, she was contributing to the joint account and Mm -hmm. she was putting money to the side. And so when he said that, he was like, she was like, well, you're free to open up a separate account as well and contribute to that one. And he's like, well, yeah, but now what I'm going to do is I'm going to, you've been had this account for four years. So now I'm going to contribute four times the amount, every paycheck to my account. And then whatever's left I'll put in the joint one or whatever. So it was like a little bit vindictive. Mm-hmm. And then he was you know, it was questioning the relationship. So like I don't know, what are your thoughts on that even? Because that's the thing too, is like a lot of women are taught that because you don't want to left, you know, ass out if your man decides to up and leave. Like that's definitely something that a lot of women are that's in, in
1: You got some money on the side I don't know about?
0: You know, I don't have money on the side that you don't know about. I have money on the side, but you don't have you know about it. Alright,
2: that's, that's how I just gotta ask.
0: But we don't really have we don't have any joint accounts anyway.
2: It 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 really depends on the conversations that mm-hmm. you have because if you're in a marriage and you have a whole savings account as we're paying bills and trying to build a future together, and I have no idea that you're doing this, and it would be beneficial for me to do the same thing too. Why wouldn't you financially advise me to do that? Why wouldn't you have the conversation with me? So it's something that I would have an issue with.
0: I think it. I think it could be fair to be like. See, I think, and I think, honestly, with that Reddit situation, it was like, that guy wasn't a good guy to begin with, because I think that there are definitely relationships where people are like, yeah, I have my own account, you have your own account, and we may have something together, mm-hmm. and we all know about it, but you may not know how much money I have in there, but you know I do, you and know, you know it exists, I'll say mm-hmm. that, so I think like with, with that, though, it's that part you like, could be fair to, but then I think in that particular situation, she probably didn't say anything, because the exact reason why she was saving is the exact which is was which is what is going to like play out which is like he's going to leave or he's being vindictive or now he's going to make sure he's going to have the joint account that does the bills and stuff suffering because he's in his feelings about whatever and so i think maybe somewhere like in her subconscious it was like she saw it coming which is why she squirreled away because like if i tell you about it then you're going to be like well oh yeah because people do this right where like if i know you have 50 grand stashed away or whatever even though me and you have a shared account i might take a little bit more than my fair share out of it because i'm like and could put he could put that 500 dollars back he could put that thousand dollars back like it, it starts it might start in small increments but it could be that or it's like i can get access to that and then i take it or whatever so because that came that the the stu- the hiding money under the mattress and in tin cans and stuff that comes from Financial abuse that a lot of women suffered when
2: women weren't working,
0: when women were, weren't so, working or were working jobs where they were not being paid mm-hmm. nearly as much, which also still happens. So, this but, is a
2: whole new day. But once you open up that can of worms of not telling a secret, then it already puts the relationship, the communication, all on a falling foundation because so, now the trust, because it questions the trust, it questions the honesty, it questions the openness. Everything now is on a foundation to crumble
0: i think if you but then could could somebody else posted pose the question couldn't he have said like damn i'm sorry that like you felt like you had to do that too because like there's different ways to look at it like you mm-hmm. can be offended and you can be hurt and you can feel like the trust is violated you could also look at it as like damn there's like a generational thread that get pat got passed on to you that tells you like even the best of men can sometimes leave, you know, or people, we can say we won't necessarily just put it on the guys, but... Thank you. Um, but even in the best of scenarios with a partner, they could still leave you high and dry.
1: No, th- I mean, I, I think that definitely can happen, but I do think that you gotta have that conversation. Like, if you have a secret in your marriage, to me, that's not a sound marriage. Like that shit, Like, that shouldn't be something secretive. Now, I get it, you may not when I have to have to deal with what comes with the secret being out there, but it's better to—I guess for me—it's better to live in your truth than for you to. I'm living in my truth, but only up to this certain point. Like,
0: so what if he stole her money after that? What do you mean? So what if she? What if she did tell him was a f- forthcoming about it, and he either told her, "No, you can't." Op- have a separate account, or no he get, he went, he got you. he got access to it. 'Cause now, let me say this. Hey, no one should be able to tell you to, but there are means and ways, especially when you're married, where people can get there where people can get access to certain things.
2: I'm, if you get th- I'm not so what that. if you got
0: access and he cleans her out?
2: Now the question is why are you married in the first place? If well, all that- these scenarios are in your head or on the table for a future argument, then it... Well, it I was think, a bad start to the beginning. I,
0: well, and that's I think with that particular Reddit thread mm-hmm. that we, you and I both saw, like, that was a lot of things that people were commenting. They were, like, the fact that, like, the fact of how he was acting was, like, reaffirming, like, this was something that was probably bound to happen at some point. Like, But, I, but my thing is, like, there have been, there's been movies and plays and all this stuff like that where, like somebody stumbles upon so even if you want to go if you want to step back into time and like people have actual cash like hidden around or whatever because some there was generations of folks of, of us who didn't of our people who didn't trust banks but when you have those things and like what if somebody then you are forthcoming for the sake of transparency and then they go in and they take the money or they they clean you out then what? <laughs> This is, you know, I think it also ties back to what you said about how like you can't have wealth.
2: I would prefer you to lie to me about having an additional. Tell me that you have a, a, a bank account on the side and have an additional account on the side, so I only see one reflection. Oh, I'd so rather have that. Two, have have, one, rather have that that We got a, a joint account,
0: the account I told you about, and the account I didn't tell yeah, you about. Yeah, I'd rather
2: that than just to know that you're funds. What you
0: do
2: <laughs> I say about? In, in what aspect?
0: Like. If I had a bank account with money in it that you didn't know about.
1: I I, I, I would be taken aback mm-hmm. because it's like, what's the secret? Mm-hmm. Now you were saving up the money because you wanted to surprise me or something like that. And I found out that's a little bit different. But if you just had your own separate account and you just saving up for a rainy day, to me, it just means like, you know, you, you don't even think that we're going to make it type situation or however you framed it. You know what I mean? Like. I don't think there should be any secrets. Well, babe, I have
0: something to tell you. I have an account, but I was saving up for you, not just fucking with you. Um, all right. Well, I think that ultimately, like, there's there's no, and it's, it's funny. is like I thought I thought this would be a little bit more volatile, but I'm glad that this is kind of like a conversation around it because like things can, like multiple things can be true. The need for the place for spousal and child support can be true, but then the abuse of it is also can also be true. You can have moments and times where people, you know, feel like they have to kind of have their own little life preserver of money or stashed away, but then it's about whether or not you should, how transparent you should be with your partner. And maybe that level of transparency you feel you can be with your partner indicates like how much you actually trust them. Right. So it's, there's definitely like layers and nuance to it. And I mean, pretty much all relationships are nothing but layers and nuance because people are complicated. Right. But I think that's all I have on the situation. Does anybody have anything else they want to, like, jump on or bring up so we can discuss it?
1: As far as, like, another topic? Or just...
0: Oh, no, no, just, like, in the same vein of, like, relationships, support, finances.
1: I mean, listen, relationships is what you make it, um, and, and, and it takes work. We always say it's not a job, but it does take work. And every day you have to work on it, kind of um, what Anthony said earlier, like, the check-in, like... You need to check in on your partner, but you also need to check in to see what you can improve on, what things they do like, what things they don't like. And that's okay to do. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I do think that sometimes people who get in relationships, and I feel like I'm guilty of it, I feel like you were guilty of it, you get so comfortable with somebody. Again, me and Danny's been together since 04, mm-hmm. 16 years. Like, we grew up with each other. So sometimes you get comfortable with that person and you think uh, I, I don't have to do this or I can do this next week or and the next week turns into the next week and the next week turns into next week like you get into those rhythms where you're so comfortable and you're just like well they're here so I don't have to work as hard and it's like no you still have to work hard like when they met you they met you a certain way and you can grow but you still gotta be who you were for the most part you know what I mean like if they met you fly and now that you with them you want to be a bum. You can't get mad that they are not attracted to that anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, like you have to put in work. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't understand or realize. And sometimes you got to take, take a step back, right? And I'm guilty of that because I had to take a step back. I thought Danny was the only problem because I was the one voicing my concerns. But I thought Danny was the issue. And, and Danny was part of the issue, but TJ was also the issue. And I had rage. to be able to reflect on that and say, TJ, what did you do wrong? And, and I had to change things about TJ so that way I can see, well, maybe if I change it this way, maybe she'll react different. And then now if she's reacting different. Then maybe that's what the issue. But I also have to tell Danny, like, listen, we're going to have uncomfortable conversations. We're going to have conversations that may get heightened where I may be angry or whatever. But I'd rather have that conversation and we can move forward from that. And it's never having a conversation and I'm thinking everything is cool and it's not. And and I think that's where the transparency and communication has to happen. Like you're gonna have days where you love your partner to death and you're gonna have days where you hate your partner. Um, you're gonna have days where nothing that they do is right, and you have days where everything they do is amazing. So, you know what I mean? But Every day is going to be different. So you you have to be able to work on it and understand and give people grace. You know what I mean? Like if I barked on you about A and now something different, I may not bark on you about that again. Or, you know what I mean? Or if I told you to or not told you to do something. I don't want people thinking that I'd be telling you to do stuff. But, you know, if I asked you to do something, you didn't do it. We had an argument about that. And I asked you to do something different later on. I can't hold you accountable for what happened when I asked you the first time. It's a different time. Like, every t- every time it, it should be different. Every every time, every issue should be a new issue. It shouldn't be the same issues or bringing in old issues to new problems.
0: Oh, you're talking about, like, digging in the crates?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: That's what we call it.
2: Digging in the crates. <laughs> yeah. Because
0: it's, like, it's, we, you got to sometimes have a statute of limitations on mm-hmm. certain things. Because, like, certain things, like, if you decided to just stay with the person, you got to, like, let it die otherwise mm. you, like really kind of like to and i don't want to say forgive or forget but like forgive and agree to like move on because if you don't if you keep bringing it back up when certain things arise or you're triggered or whatever either it means that you never really resolved it to begin with or you're just trying to hold on to it because you want to use it as like a part of your arsenal mm. so we've i mean we still make mistakes both of us but well it's definitely but we that. try to we try to be cognizant of that as we, like, when we engage with each other in arguments or disagreements or whatever. Because, like, we argue. Don't get me wrong. But it's been... We've had, I would say, lately more disagreements than arguments, if that makes sense.
2: Mm-hmm. A disagreement is... there was a form of miscommunication. The argument is we're at each other's throats, which yeah. is never good.
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, and then disagreements, like, you can be, like, annoyed. But mm-hmm. you're, like, it's, like, I'm going to move on past this. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah. I can count on. I, can, I can, Honestly, I was telling, I was saying to somebody the other day. I was like, I think I can count on like one hand at least since we've been home with Corona. Like, on one hand, how many times you've had like arguments, like going for the jugular, mm-hmm. and then like disagreements, of course, like throughout. But even then, those are like pretty easily resolved, either because it's like it's not that deep, or an apology, or a resolution. Like I, it was a miscommunication.
2: I picked up two things that y'all said that pointed out to me. One is benchmarks and one is triggers. Mm -hmm. Never place a a benchmark on your partner that you can't reach yourself. True. Because sometimes people get comfortable in a relationship and then put that benchmark on somebody else to achieve. And it's kind of like, well, if you're not doing it, why are you going to set the benchmark for me? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you got to hit your benchmark before you can push somebody else's benchmark. Mm -hmm. And then triggers, like TJ was saying, Sometimes in your spouse, it may trigger feeling a reaction or emotion in you. But at the same time, you got to look at it and say, well, why am I reacting? What is it? Why am I feeling this way? And is it a me thing that I'm feeling this way or is it actually a her thing? Because a lot of times people will deflect in relationships to avoid doing the work. Or stepping up to that benchmark to make the relationship happy So Mm -hmm. as long as you continue to allow triggers to go then you'll never address what's really need to be fixed in a relationship with you personally
0: definitely you always got to work on yourself that's why I always am a proponent of therapy for everyone because my therapist has definitely like sometimes held the mirror up to me and been like Danny like you know and what I love about her is she's like like fair but fair basically like Mm -hmm. she'll be like even in this one particular scenario, if I'm run, rattling down what happened between me and TJ on this particular two-week frame, and I'm like, and he did this, and I said that, and this happened, and this is why I'm upset, and da 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 and then she'll be like, okay, here are the parts where, yeah, you, based on what you're telling me, yeah, you were right. Here are the parts where, like, think about it from his perspective, or what this might look and sound like, or whatever, and, like, you have to kind of, like, and then it'll be like, you have a decision to make. Are you going to accept it? speak on it what are you going to change you're going to like you know and so sometimes that's like and that's why i i love it because it's like i know that the advice that is being given to me is one that is like a healthy and b is not like i'm team danny because i know her i don't know him fuck him is you know i'm her client so at the end of the day so even though it is very conversational um it's still a thing of like i'm hearing things i'm noticing trends so now i'm gonna like speak to those things like you keep bringing this up danny or this keeps to seem to be like a sore spot for you like why is that and like where does tj fall into the into 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 that equation where does your mother Where does your family where is your father's passing where does all these things like fall into the equation and and like you know it's funny because i'm like we're really far from what we were really t- originally talking to but point being is like why i'm such a big proponent of it is because even the person that you feel like you can tell all your secrets to whomever that might be there's that personal connection means that to some degree the insight or advice or feedback that you might get could be like a little bit skewed and that's why I, and then you know and i don't and i think that we all have people that we go to for certain things like i'm going to confide in my sister for these things i'm going to talk to my line sister for these things i'm going to talk to tj for these things i'm going to talk to my mother for those things and together combine them all i've got somebody to kind of cover all of my bases Mm. but with my therapist i can kind of run down all of them and not have to worry about there being some type of like backlash pushback feedback you know because even like looking at you two as brothers, right? Even if you two were to confide in each confide in each other about something, or come to the other one about for advice for something, there's still there's history there. So even if even in the best case, the most well intentioned advice and response is still gonna be somewhat rooted in like your relationship with each other, just simply because you're brothers, mm-hmm. you know. But that's all I have to say. Everybody go to therapy. <laughs> I
2: go to TJ whenever I need an unbiased opinion because... He's an asshole. No, he's... I I, I never go to friends that's going to validate my feelings. I always Mm -hmm. go to somebody to say, I'm not thinking straight right now. I need to talk to you about this. And Mm -hmm. that person I'm going to will give me another point of view. Mm -hmm. I I never go to nobody that's going to champion my my anger or my frustration because that's normally where relationships really go bad is getting bad advice.
0: But you also do need somebody to... And I'm not saying TJ doesn't do that. But Mm -hmm. I feel like you also still need someone to not you don't need somebody who's just going to put the battery in your back or whatever when you're upset or you need somebody to talk to and yes TJ will give you very like an unbiased a very unfiltered unbiased mm-hmm. opinion oftentimes but i think it's also important that you talk to, that there's some there's somebody in your life that you talk to that does like reaffirm like you know what you wasn't tripping or like why Does Anthony respond the way that he does to this? So not even necessarily like what it is that got you to that point that you're trying to get feedback on, but like why is it that this is the way that you respond to it versus like the actual like incident itself? (laughs) And I think that that's why it's like sometimes important because like you know we we know what our buttons are, we know what things trigger us, get under our skin, and we know how they how they respond, how we respond to them. But then sometimes we like forget what. In us, and what happened to us that made us develop that response. Because a lot of stuff is like, a lot of it is stuff from when we were kids or from certain key relationships and, and encounters that we've had over our lifetime that brings us to this point in our like adulthood where now this is the way that we go about responding and are, are, are reacting to certain things. And right, wrong, indifferent, we've never really examined what brought us to that point. Mm-hmm. So, I definitely think it's great that you have someone in tj to talk to to give you that unfiltered and unbiased opinion but i'm always like gonna be a proponent of like having somebody again that has no no dog in the fight if you if that makes sense because like some like some of tj's opinions on certain things are stem from things you've experienced and things from being your brother you being his brother that he is now like I see what my brother went through, so this is why I feel this way about something. So where he may not necessarily, it may not come up in your conversations with each other, mm-hmm. it does form, it, it did inform his look on his outlook on something. Mm-hmm. So I hope that all makes sense, babe. Do you have anything to add?
1: I have nothing. <laughs> go to therapy, like my wife said. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a proponent of it too, and go to therapy. Um, find, find the one that's gonna be right for you. Um, if not, speak to your friends who are going to be unbiased, um,
0: but supportive.
1: But but supportive because sometimes you got to make sure that, especially when you're talking about relationship stuff, you don't want to tell a friend something who's going to hold a grudge against your significant other. Because at the end of the day, if you stay with your significant other, it's going to put a strain in your relationship. So that's why you need to find someone who's going to be unbiased and who's going to tell you how it is, regardless. They're going to love you and they're going to give you the true and that and that's what a true like friend should do. It's not about choosing size, Right is right and wrong is wrong. So that's all I have.
0: Well, I think this was a very like healthy, informative, friendly, fun conversation.
1: Yeah, we got two million reasons why.
0: <laughs> Listen, if you and I never don't work out for some reason, don't come for my money.
1: And don't come for me. The I'm not.
0: I'm the breadwinner.
1: You are the breadwinner.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and me and, my, me and my secret stash is... We'll be fine.
1: Be great. Pew pew. All
0: right, y'all. Just I'm gonna
1: support. get some spousal support for like you know a year.
0: I got five on it.
1: You know I gotta make sure that I'm able to live my lifestyle. I
0: know.
1: <laughs> Cause you're gonna go from that's so ridiculous. But you
0: gonna go? You gonna move into an apartment, right? What
1: you mean? I'm gonna go to the old house.
0: You gonna put our tenants out? Fuck
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: Yo, you ain't shit. All right, this y'all. This I, is. I'll my, wait
1: for at lease to be out be fair. Where are you
0: going in between time? In the meantime, in between time. I'm going to basement. The fuck? Nigga. I'm going to lock you down there. That's cool. Like bubbles. There's a way There's a way in and
1: way out. I'm good.
0: Exactly. I'll meet you in the kitchen. That's when we do our custody handoff. Whatever. All right, y'all. This has been yet another episode of Lover's Quarrel. As always, you know where you can find us. I'm but before we do that. Okay, yeah. See, I told y'all she up. be
1: forgetting because I don't she took for- a week off. So, she don't be remembering. I didn't
0: know- so I'd,
1: so you recorded an episode by yourself? We and took week, week off. Okay, then.
0: Anthony, where can
1: folks find you? Because my wife wanted to take a week off.
2: <laughs> uh, on IG, it is Smalls Be The Name. My last name, S-M-A-L-L-S-B-E-D-A. Name, N-A-M-E.
1: I thought you were going to fuck up how to spell your name. Oh, my you know. God. Well...
0: <laughs> Thank you, Anthony. Thank
1: you for having
2: me. Appreciate you, bro. um,
0: (laughs) You know that you can find us on on Twitter at Lovers 7, on Instagram at Lovers Show. Right, right. And you can always email us your questions, concerns, comments, headaches, heartaches at Show at gmail.com. Make sure that you like, share, tag, follow, subscribe, all the things that you can do on social media and the internets. Um, And yeah, that is it for us. As always, I am your girl, Danny,
1: and I'm your guy, T.J. And
0: you know that we fuss, we fight, but what we, we love. love. Bye. This episode should be sports themed.
1: You look like a sports theme.
0: You look like a whore. <laughs> and
1: I'm glad I kept it running. I want y'all to see that this is Danny. This, this is the real Danny.
0: They hear me say this too. So mm, it's fine. I really
1: heard you say that. Okay. I'm gonna wholesomely end this episode. Spell it. She's being an
2: asshole again. <laughs> Bye. Ming. Say bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye.